Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. A week to go, and it will be Christmas. And uh, what kind of presents are we going to find under the tree or not find under the tree, thanks to Joe Biden and this wonderful economy that we live in? Because according to all the news, uh, we're better off now with Joe than what we were. If people just don't realize it, they don't remember well that uh, Trump screwed everything up. Boy, that's a heck of a way to start the show. You just jumped into it. You really are ready to go. It's like, I feel like I'm at a rodeo and I just opened the gate and the horse took off. That's how I feel Hi-oh, today. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't actually jump into it. The guy that really jumped into it was uh, Vivek Rama Swami. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday he told, uh, who was it uh, on CNN, uh, the reporter there? He told him to STFU. Did he really? I didn't know that. He uh, actually came out and let it all hang out as it was. <laughs> yeah, he just let it, he let her fly. I mean, wow. you know, I guess, yeah, he told uh, CNN uh, Anchor? commentator of, uh, what, uh, what the heck is the guy's name? I can't even, uh, I didn't write down the guy's name, but uh, he told Jake me Tapper? Was it Jake Tapper? Uh, I know, I'd have to go pull up the story No, it's, here it's okay. I'll take you, it was a CNN anchor. Obviously got under the craw of uh, Vivek, and Vivek, you said, just told him where to pound tar. Well, that's... Yeah, well, that's what the headline said, and I was going like, and this was off the mainstream news, so they want to they wanna vilify Vivek, you know, and I... Now, do, you know, do you know what's interesting about Vivek is he, he doesn't badmouth Trump, ever. He always talks about his strengths and what he'll do, and he doesn't do it at the expense of a relationship with President Trump. And a lot of people speculate that he's like, uh, he's he's working in tandem with Trump. You know, Trump's not doing the debates. He has Vivek out there doing the debates. So the, the message is getting out there, a lot of the same message, you know, and I guess what they're, they're speculating is that should it come down to uh, uh, Trump being the candidate, don't be surprised if Vivek is... Uh, a key player in the Trump administration, you know? Oh, yeah, I, I would think that he will be. But, you know, Trump is obviously the the the, the, the candidate of choice by the people. The polls are there, mm-hmm. although the left is trying to destroy that and say, well, you know, it's too early, this and that. Now, I got to ask you why. Uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, why are they giving Haley so much time you know, because she's in there too, and and I know why they're doing it. They're they're giving her and they're giving Christy time, and Christy doesn't even deserve it. Um, and, and what they're doing is they're trying to make up our minds for us and offer confusion and division, so that down the road they can they can make Biden's poll numbers better, which are sagging severely. Now you would say, well, what about Kennedy? I mean, Kennedy ought to be disrupting. Well, they're not even talking about Kennedy. They no. don't report him at all. So they're keeping hush you over there. You're <laughs> not one of us. It, it's we amazing. We don't even give you a security. It's like Kennedy isn't even running. The media has just dropped him turned off the off radar. That, yeah, they've turned off that faucet. Yep. And if that is not election interference, well, by uh, the media, and I think. Uh, that, but then you got uh, Lindsey Graham. I'm I'm killing my whole show <laughs> right here in uh, the first five. But Lindsey Graham going, uh, you know, the GOP, the Republican Congress, they got nothing on Biden. Really, Lindsey? Well then, let's let's yeah, but let's you get know, into it, Lindsay. What do we have on you, Lindsay? But you well, have where's to, your dirt. But wait a Why second. Why don't we investigate you? Wait a second, Lindsay. He said this. He said this in enemy territory, 
And so he gave CNN what CNN wanted to hear. Lindsay is that way, okay? When, when, he, when he strolls over to Fox or to Newsmax, he very rarely goes to Newsmax. But when he strolls over to the conservative networks, he throws a lot of conservative chum in the water. But when he's over at CNN talking to the, the liberals over there, well, he tries to give them what they want to hear, too, because he hasn't met a camera, by the way, that he hasn't fallen in love with. Mm-hmm. Lindsay is a media hog. That's why I, I find it I find it difficult to understand why he maintains any kind of relationship with President Trump. But it would appear that he does because you won't see Trump go out and really go after Graham like a lot of uh, Trump's supporters want him to do. And some people speculate that's because Graham is serving a purpose. Graham is out there almost like uh, a spy. You know, he he endears himself. Double agent. Yeah, he endears himself uh, into the hearts of the, uh, the, the leftist out there who think that maybe he's a fallen Republican. And he, he gets more than he gives, if you know what I mean. But uh, Trump was in Reno, Nevada on Sunday. I don't know how the guy finds the energy to do this stuff. I really don't. Uh, he was at the Commit to Caucus event, and he just tore into Joe Biden. Listen. Ravaging your dreams. His sky-high energy prices are brutalizing your wallets. Our border has been erased. We have no border any longer. Criminals are running wild in our Democrat-run cities while Christians and conservatives are persecuted. And thanks to Crooked Joe's breathtaking weakness, the world is going up in flames. The world is laughing at us. They can't blame, I tell you what, they can't blame us. This is the USA. They're not blaming us. They're blaming him. He is a laughing stock all over the world. Our country is being laughed at. Joe Biden and the Democrat Party are incapable of solving any problem. There's not a problem they've been able to solve. Crooked Joe is a low... You know this. Did you ever hear this? Crooked Joe is a low IQ individual. And he is truly the worst, most incompetent, and most corrupt president in the history of our country. In fact... In fact... Jimmy Carter is very happy because he looks like a brilliant, that was a brilliant administration by comparison to what you have right now. Very, very brilliant indeed. But with your vote in this election together, we are going to save America. We're going to bring back our country and we're going to bring it back from hell because that's where it's been. Now, that was that was on Sunday in in Reno, Nevada. You know, he right. spoke on Saturday to someplace. I, I forgot where. I want to say Las Vegas or someplace. The guy has got just so much energy. You would think that uh, he'd be exhausted, but he's out there and he's performing. And he's got big crowds. I mean, when you see the video of that, he's got big crowds. You know people that have gone there. He's got big crowds. Although Newsweek couldn't help themselves to say, you know, he spoke at a crowd in New Hampshire, but... It looks like there were a lot of it. Look, and that was what they said. Looks like there were a lot of empty seats. Uh-huh. Well, it either there were empty seats because you saw them, or you're making this stuff up. So you read on in the story, you know, it's like uh, clickbait, you know. So you yeah. go into the story. Well, they weren't there. 
they they made assumptions. They're going. We're assuming that there were empty seats because and of I heard the, it was packed in New Hampshire. Yeah, I, that's what I heard too yeah. from someone that was there. <laughs> so they're planting these seeds. They're planting. It sounded like as a planting, but they're planting these seeds of doubt. Yeah, in your mind because you weren't there, and if you listen to Main Street News, if there was one thing that Obama movie did over uh, the weekend or last week when yeah. I saw it, uh, leave the world behind. Uh, they had Kevin Bacon there. He goes, he goes. <laughs> That's because you read the first page of the news. You need to go back five, six, ten pages. Yeah, go. You know, read, read well, the substances. It. Yeah. Yep. And that is actually, thank you, Mr. Obama, because that's actually true. All, you know, for the surface dwellers, you know, there you go. That's the bait that you guys want them to eat. And then you got them. You reel them in. You reel them in. But if they, you know, set their line to sink down to where the real news is, all of a sudden you dredge up something entirely different. Trump had more to say. Listen. Under Biden, you have the highest number of illegal border crossings in the history of our country, by far the highest number of illegal visa overstays, and by far a new record being set every single week on drugs and every other lousy thing that's coming into our country. But as soon as we win the election, the momentum of our great victory will immediately begin stopping the hordes of illegal alien migrants who are charging across our border by the hundreds of thousands. And, you know, he's he's winning. He's beating DeSantis by 50 points, some polls say. 50 mm-hmm. points. DeSantis lost a big PAC uh, advisor, you know, political action committee. One of his yeah, big left. advisors left, yeah, uh, over the weekend. And this isn't the first to leave. He lost an advisor about a week ago. And, Why and, are they leaving? And he what, went what's to the, going on? The guy a week ago went to the Trump campaign. Right. Look, you know, there's – I don't know that Trump's going to be – you know, the candidate, because they are hell-bent oh. to figure out a way to throw him in jail. Once they do, rightfully or wrongfully, and it's going to be wrongfully because he's he's not guilty of anything, Nikki Haley kind of screwed up and said, well, Trump is guilty, not, you know, she basically She called it tone. She said his tone. His tone of yeah. voice, he could have stopped everything oh. if he changed his tone. Well, wait a minute. That means... That he had no intent and that he was misinterpreted, but I say there was no insurrection to begin with, but okay. Now, or maybe she put that out there purposely. I don't know. But the point is that right there, that's evidence right there that says, wait a minute. You know, we've got some conjecture here that we need to sit there and take a look at. Well, you know, I think if you want to call it that, I think Nikki Haley is being propped up by. Uh, by the media left the media and uh, big business and uh, some would you know the deep state a lot of people would say she's really two sides to that same coin you know in Washington Trump wasn't part of that coin Trump was no. completely different but many people in Washington Republican and Democrat they get there maybe they go there with good intentions but when they get down there they get corrupted and when they get corrupted they become the same. They actually work yeah, they for do. the same. Mitch McConnell might be a perfect example. Uh, Lindsey Graham, maybe. Uh, but these guys, you know, they, they may pretend to be going against each other, 
But in the end, the Democrats and the Republicans on, on that coin are working towards the same goal, you know? And this is, this is the problem with Washington. This is the, they're not working on our behalf anymore, these guys. And that's the, pro, that's the, the, the obstacle that Trump is running into. Trump is saying, hey, I don't need your money. I already have enough influence, enough power. I don't need anything you guys can give me. I'm going down there to fix this thing. They don't want it fixed. Well, Both I think anybody that's elected probably gets assigned a handler, a handler that will say, hey, welcome to Washington. Glad you won your election. Hey, we're going to do some great things. Sure. Together. By the way, let's have a meeting because I need to go over the rules of Washington. And that door shuts behind closed doors. Now the cat's out of the bag. Okay, buddy, you made it. Now here's what you got to do. You got to play by yeah. the rules because if you don't, you know, we've already got dirt on you. You see, and we'll you, fabricate dirt on you. You see where uh, they're driving them. You know, Trump is, he's chipping away at all of this stuff. Uh, a Michigan appeals court ruled in favor of allowing former President Trump to remain on the 2024 presidential primary ballot. This is like the sixth different state that has mm. tried to stop him from being on the ballot. And they've all run into the same obstacle. Colorado went, ran into it. I believe Wisconsin ran into it. Uh, I, I, a bunch of other places tried to get him off the ballot, and they couldn't do it. And this is Michigan. This happened over the weekend. So, um, but I got I to gotta play something for you. This will drive you nuts. Sure. I'm gonna, it's in two parts. The all first, right. The first part is Letitia James. Now, understand something. She's in the middle of a case right now against Trump. So what does she do over the weekend? She records uh, a video of where she's at at the at, uh, uh, with this case and how th she thinks she's victorious. I'm going to let it speak for itself, but then I'm going to play a lawyer from Canada, young lawyer, conservative lawyer from Canada. Now, these... These guys, a lot of these guys go to the same law schools that uh, our guys go to. You know, they go to law school here and then they'll go up to Canada and they'll become lawyers up there because there's a reciprocity in some in some schools, not all schools. Uh, but the point is, they understand the law. You know, if you're a good lawyer in Canada, you understand basically what is law here in the United States. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, law the, is law. Law is law. Well, this young guy, uh, he he heard Letitia give this a video. Well, let me let me play both pieces first. Here's Letitia. After eleven weeks in court, we rested our case against Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, and other defendants. We brought this case after our four-year investigation revealed that Donald Trump committed repeated and persistent fraud and unjustly enriched himself, his family, and his business. Before this trial even began, the judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump did engage in years of significant financial fraud we uncovered. Throughout this trial, we revealed the full extent of that fraud. We introduced extensive evidence and questioned more than two dozen witnesses. We heard from Donald Trump and his family, his co-defendants, his current and former employees at the Trump Organization, his accountants and associates at a financial institution, loan underwriters, real estate professionals, and experts. And their testimony illustrated years of fraud and baseless valuations to inflate Donald Trump's net worth. And we showed that Donald Trump's financial statements were used to get better loan terms, tax breaks, and a host of other economic benefits. Next month, 
we will return to court to present our closing argument. I'm confident in our case and that justice will prevail. No matter how powerful you think you are or how much money you think you have, everyone is equal under the law, even Donald Trump. Understand something. I, I watched this first, and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm not a lawyer. I mean, I'm the son of a lawyer, but I'm not a lawyer, you know. Uh, but, you know, you hang around a bunch of lawyers all your life, and you, some of it kind of rubs off. You have a, a touch. I'm not a lawyer, okay? Mm-hmm. But I heard her do this. I thought, are you, are you crazy, man? Are you crazy? Are you, you're in the middle of a case, and you're putting out a video on social media talking about uh, how the judge in the case— had already made up his mind. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. If he did, then uh, you know there is no case there. He should have recused himself because if he already ruled on it before there was ever a trial, means his mind was set and made up, and he shouldn't. He wasn't impartial. Unbelievable. So, and you know, she talks about how he wants to make money for financial gain. Donald Trump is a multi-billionaire. He's a multi-billionaire. They're talking about uh, they're seeking $250 million in damages. A lot of money, a lot of money. He'll feel it, but it won't break him, okay? He's, he's got the money. He, it, this, he doesn't need to do illicit and illegal things in New York to be successful. He has decades, decades well, of success. If you listen to him, what they're trying to say is, how dare him? He's in business to make money. Oh, I know. Well, that's, them. That's, that's part of the, you know, it's, it's socialism. It's communism. Yes. If you're going to make money, you have to be a ruler and steal it from the people. <laughs> well. Govern by law and take their money. Don't go out and earn it. Well, here's What's the. What's wrong with uh, you, man? Here's the Canadian lawyer. He has a podcast. And, uh. He couldn't believe what he heard either. Listen. Every now and again, you hear something that is just so insanely idiotic, so mind-blowingly stupid, so incomprehensibly corrupt that you sit back and you say, did, did I just hear what I think I heard? Today was one of those days. I'm live doing my daily live stream, and I say, hey, we should go check out Attorney General Leticia James's two minutes of hate, because for those of you who don't know, Attorney General Leticia James, who's been persecuting Trump in New York with the assistance of New York nipple judge Angeron, she's uh, initially started off by posting like daily updates, but it became too much, so she then you know went to weekly updates, and it's Friday. So I wanted to go and see what Leticia James's two minutes of hate, inaccurate, un- totally ridiculous summary of the case was today. She said something in the video, I had to stop and say, did she just say that? And I'm quoting her, and I'm literally quoting her right now. She said, before this trial even began, the judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump did engage in years of significant financial fraud we uncovered. I'm not joking. She said it. Before this trial even began, the judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump did engage in years of significant financial fraud we uncovered. Before the trial even began, the judge found fraud, and I have to sit there and have fights with people on the internet that this is not the most insanely corrupt partisan injustice in my lifetime? She literally said, 
maybe she maybe she slipped up. Maybe her speech wasn't drafted properly. Maybe she uh, read from a teleprompter because she's clearly reading from one and made a mistake. No, because it's literally transcribed. I'm reading the transcription of her speech before this trial even began. The judge ruled in our favor. Yep, you know what that's called? That's called communism. That is called an absolute judicial injustice. She should be impeached. The judge should be impeached. The entire suit be thrown out. And my goodness, anybody sitting there saying that Trump is guilty needs to have their head examined because this has been the most egregious injustice and it's perfectly summarized with this one clip. Listen to it one more time and enter the weekend knowing that Attorney General Letitia James is corrupt as the day is long and Judge Angeron, New York nipple Judge Angeron, is as corrupt as the day is long and they've just said it out loud for everyone to hear. Go. Peace. Oh, gosh, I just broke my phone. Before this trial even began, the judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump did engage in years of significant financial fraud we uncovered. That's David Freiheit. He's a Canadian lawyer, and uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, he calls the judge nipple judge, Engeron. I maybe he's that's sucking on the tea to somebody. I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's the well, answer. you know, I mean, uh, he... Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to point fingers at Democrats because there's bad Republicans, too. But, you know, he's sucking on somebody's teeth. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you even got that story in the news from uh, the Senate chambers. Well, and, uh, it's, funny you should, it's funny you should go there. Um, if you haven't heard about this, uh, you've been away from the, the news cycle over the weekend, which is actually kind of good. I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, on the weekend... I try to do a little Detox. less. Yeah, a little bit Detox. because. It's, but, you know, this story, I mean, it's like, oh, precious, where have you been? Uh, this was a, you know, I mean, I would I would not go into that Senate chamber until you had a hazmat team in there. And I would go in with my bleach and uh, gloves and mask. And eye shields, and I would wear a hazmat suit to wipe that place down after what happened. Oh, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. And the thing that gets me about this, okay, I mentioned this to you before we started the show. Uh, this guy, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the uh, his name. Uh, I have it here in my my uh, handsome stack of stuff. Uh, it's here somewhere. Just give me a second. Aiden May Aiden May Sirovsky. Aiden yeah. May Sirovsky. 24 years old, a former aide to Democratic Senator Ben Cardin. They say former aide, making it sound like it's way long ago. No, no. Uh, he, he was an aide up until uh, he got fired on Friday. Uh, anyway, he, 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 the kid, this Aiden Mays Shirovsky, was completely naked. He was wearing a, uh, a jock strap, I guess. I mean, I'm trying not to be terribly descriptive, but you have to describe these and he's having uh, graphic uh, sex with uh, somebody. And they don't identify who the somebody is. Now, you know he's having sex with somebody because well, it's from that person's point of view. And hmm. you can see the other member's uh, member, if you know what I'm talking about. So if I were them, uh -huh. somebody in charge, I would uh, say, well... Who was he interning for, whatever, whatever senator it was? I would say, may I have your phone, sir? Yeah, take this, uh -uh. Scrub it, see if you find the video <laughs> on it. And if you did, you got the pushy. Well, you know, we know who he, the pursuer was. Senator Ben Cardin, whose office he, he worked for, said he's no longer working here and we're not going to have any more 
uh, comment on this personnel matter. But here's the thing that I was thinking of, and I know this is, again, just me thinking a little bit deeper. I do this a lot. Um, I was thinking, you know, I, I think it would take somebody in a position of power to persuade somebody to have that kind of um, sex in the middle of a Senate hearing room. Do you know? It would take somebody who this this immature doofus uh, would feel comfortable enough to to drop his draws, uh, you know, and, and do it on camera. That's the other thing. What are these people thinking nowadays? Everything they do has to be videotaped. And this kid is having illicit graphics, graphic sex with somebody, and he turns and gives a smile to the camera like, here I am, what do you think? And I'm thinking, I think well, you're an idiot. <laughs> I think you're an idiot. I think, to be honest with you, for them to do that kind of stuff, they've lost all their inhibitions, mm-hmm. and uh, they are in uh, euphoria land. And there's probably only one thing that I could think that would do that to you, and that would be uh, probably cocaine or some kind of a, a hallucinogenic drug of mm-hmm. pleasure. And uh, there's other ones out there. Some of them get laced with fentanyl and kill people. But, you know, let's face it. Well, you know, these people in Washington. That's, that's you know, you're giving these people an out. And I appreciate that. That's actually. But the fact of the matter is, do you know what his response was, this kid? Oh, he's been this, violated. Well, no, he's, he says that he's, uh, he's, he blames homophobia. Fear of homosexuals or homophobia, right, is the reason why he, the response has been the, the response that it's been. And, and also, he's considering legal action against people who have criticized and gone after him. Now, wait a second. You know, this is getting a little nuts. I was thinking about this before the show, Bill. Um, mm-hmm. this, this is the kind of insanity that just drives me insane. Uh, he does it on videotape. With your own two eyes, you see it, okay? You cannot not see it. He's having graphic sex on camera. It's this kid. And he turns around later when he gets caught, and he says, I'm the victim. Uh, you're afraid of homosexuals. And uh, it was my private stuff. And first of all, he was doing it in a public room. Yeah, in a public okay? office, yeah. Yeah, and, and secondly, I was thinking, if this were to actually be found to be in his favor, does this mean that if somebody is videotaped on your blink or on your ring phone breaking into your house and you go after them and you have them on tape doing it, you can be sued for, what, evading their personal space? You know, for infringement on their privacy, they were breaking into your house. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous where this is going, even to be brought up in a story. Yeah, there might be a copyright uh, law that they use to sit there and say that you do not have the rights to his image. So the fact that you took it and posted it or the fact that you took it and exploited it. it, He posted it. He posted it. Yes, he well, posted. Then he's got okay. Then who took the video? Well, here's the <laughs> he, well. Well, here's the thing. You didn't take the video. I didn't take the video. the The participant in the sexual act he was having took the video. 
He okay, and did, did he know it? Wait, it? and well, did he know it? He acknowledged it by turning to the camera in the in the middle of the sexual performance and smiling his appreciation of the moment. I guess. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that mom and dad are really proud. Oh, I think they're delighted. And could you imagine if he's got a brother or a sister, how how great he's made their lives, too? Oh, absolutely. I I saw your brother on television. Yes, uh, he gave a commanding performance. Uh, Yes, he really did. I mean, you know, hey, he was taking one for the home team. (laughs) I guess he was. But anyway, uh, I I thought that was, you know, pretty soon you you get a guy breaking into your house and he's going to sue you for taking his picture. Uh, this is the insanity of, of the world we're living in. Hey, you know what else I heard over the weekend, Bill? I'm really jumping around here, but I just looked at the All clock. Right, go ahead. This show is uh, going faster than I thought. Officials in Texas City, Texas, issued a shelter-in-place order following a chemical release at a refinery. This happened yesterday. An what alert was the release? Yeah. Uh, an alert from the Marathon-Galveston Bay refinery situation. Um was shared uh, around the city. This happened at 9 o'clock their time. But they said, don't worry about it. Just keep all your doors, windows, and uh, turn off your air conditioning and heater and vents. But you have nothing to worry about. And tape and seal your doors and windows. But Probably. after that, you're fine. In place. After that, you're fine. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, they said uh, there is no... Uh, residential areas affected and no air monitoring readings that indicate danger to life or health. This is after they say this at the bottom, the disclaimer after they just tell the community to stay in their houses, shut all the doors and windows, make sure this this sealed and turn off mm. your air conditioning and your, and your heater. Is that, is that not in the, do they think we're nuts? These people? Absolutely. They do. Holy smoke. Uh, yeah. Now I'm thinking about that, and I was thinking, wait, we have East Palestine, Ohio. We have the refinery now going up over the weekend. We have mm. all sorts of things happening. Oh, and do you know what the other thing they were talking about this weekend? And then now they're doing it casually. They're not doing it with any urgency anymore. They were talking about, well, you know, uh, Christopher Ray acknowledged that uh, we can expect uh, terrorist acts over the next uh, year. Uh, they're, they're talking about it like, uh, and, and furthermore, have you heard about the weather? You know, I mean, these people are just casually acknowledging that we have terrorists in this country, lots of them, lots of them. I mean, they have they have battalions, they believe, of Chinese, 24,000 Chinese illegals yeah. have come across. Just Chinese, Bill. Military well, age. You got to wonder about things. You know, I was sitting there looking at, uh, you know, in the Red Sea, Another one of our warships attacked by 14 drones, uh, and that's, uh, what was it? Uh, what do they call themselves? The uh, the Houthis? The Houthis. Which, uh, goes, huh? Houthi, the Houthis. The Houthis, yeah. yes. I don't know. It goes back to that general that uh, that they're named after and everything. You know, I mean, what is it? They uh, Their slogan is, uh, uh, what, uh, God is good, death to America, yeah. death to Israel, Um and uh, curse the Jews. And they're actually backed big time by Iran. Yeah, they are. And you know how, how the guy came into power and everything. It's a typical Arab thing to do. Well, my family doesn't have money, but that Arab family over there does. They stole their money, so I'm going to steal his money mm-hmm. and create war. And, but he's a pretty accomplished general. 
So we are in an Arab war. Now a, we a also holy war. Hey, we also we had a, an imam in Michigan uh, uh, this past week, the end of the last week, came out with a video tape in English, essentially saying to all young Muslims out there, uh, they have to relearn the word jihad, and it should be jihad in the West. There should be turmoil and rest and upheaval in the United States. This is yeah, what he was talking about. They're declaring war on us. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're, 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 and there it is right there. One of their slogans is death to America. As a matter of fact, be, be, behind their God is good, number one with a bullet, so to speak, is the United States death to yeah. America. That's how they feel about us. And, you know, there's an old saying, you know, uh, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. You know, you got to know your enemy. Oh, hell, we're, we're doing that because our borders are open. Do you think— Wide open. Do you feel comfortable with his administration right now? Do you feel safe in this country? Nope, never have. And uh, I don't—you know, I'm still of the firm belief that I believe in Trump, and I believe he can fix a lot of stuff, but I don't know that Joe has broken it so bad that it can be fixed in four years. What he's done, you know, it's like you're driving along down the road— and a $60,000 vehicle, all right? And all of a sudden, you're not paying attention, and you drive into that telephone pole, and then your car swings out of control after the whole en engine compartment is crashed, and you get into the oncoming traffic lane, and, you know, the, the car gets crushed and totaled. <laughs> and now you're sitting there going, well, it can be fixed. Uh, it, it can be fixed <laughs> with a whole new car. It can be. <laughs> Well, so, you know, he keeps saying we're things in that like total vehicle right now. He, Thank you, Joe. He's he's think he's he's talking about uh, you know shipping all the illegals back, but I don't know how you how do you ship back these millions of illegals that he's let in. Now, there's something to be said about what's happened. A lot of these illegals are in shelters, right? So you know where they are. But I'm sure there are a lot. the The smarter ones are probably said, "No, oh, no, no. You don't go to well, the shelter. You disappear." You still have the trafficking issue of the kids and, and whatnot and the women. You know, that was going on from the get-go. And, and where are they? We, we've, ne we've dropped that story like it was a hot potato. You know, we're, we're not talking about the kids or that they're trafficking. And just as a reminder, I will tell you again, in case you didn't know, you didn't hear it, the number one importer and trafficker of children uh, in, in the world is death to America. It's us. We hit the number one. Wow. And uh, this was uh, out over the weekend. Border Patrol agents are now telling uh, uh, the media their morale is at an all-time low. No longer do they enforce, enforce uh, the law or patrol the line. They have been relegated to uh, paper-pushing Uber drivers and sandwich makers for those here illegally. So when you come across the border... You're given a ride and a sandwich put together by a Border Patrol agent who's been trained to walk with his rifle and guard the country. Well, you know? at least they're not ordering McDonald's to give them a Happy Meal. Yeah, well, hey, listen, I told you last week uh, up in New York, at one of the big illegal centers, they're protesting the food. Uh, they, You know, they get free meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, the, the illegals are not happy with the meals, and they're throwing the food away in the dumpster. They're throwing it out. Mind you, we're paying for that food and the people who make the food, but uh, 
they are throwing it out as a protest. I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. Quit giving it to them because you know what? There are people rightfully in jail and wrongfully in jail, and uh, they are getting food that has bread that has mold on it. Yeah. You know, stuff that is expired and out of date. And they are getting fresh stuff. Oh, hey, listen. So a hundred years ago, if you were in a prison, Bill, uh, some of the food you had had maggots on it. You you learned to pick the maggots off the food. You learned to scrape the bad stuff away and eat the good stuff. This is what it was like a hundred, hundred and fifty years ago in our prisons. Now, you know, they have dietitians working in these places making sure the food is 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 safe. And I'm sure that these illegals whether they like the food or not, I'm sure all the food was healthy, you know, uh, good food to eat. Probably healthier than what you eat. I mean, you think you're going out and getting, you know, great food. It might taste good, flavored good. It's got a lot of chemicals in it. Not so good for you. As a matter of fact, you know, you, you want to look at why we have diabetes. You want to look at why. I mean, one can of Coke a day, and I used to be addicted to Coke. You know, but one can of go- Coke a day increases your chance for diabetes 72%. So if you've been drinking them forever uh, and ever and ever, and you go, man, I like the slap at the back of my throat of that Coke. I know. I used to drink it all the time. I still I loved it. I still, uh, I still occasionally have my uh, my Diet Coke. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I, I don't have diabetes. You know, uh, God knows what I have. <laughs> they tell you everything else in those things. You know, the artificial yeah, sweeteners. I'm just saying, you know, we, 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 you know, to sell things, they've changed things and changed the chemical makeup, and uh, we consume it. But that's a whole yeah. different program, not here on a health kick, but I'm just saying. Well, no, Bill, I, I listen, I applaud you. My cohort in crime here has lost a lot of weight over the past year. He looks great, and I envy him yeah, for that. I looked great before. Well, nobody ever knew that I was you have, overweight. You, yeah. I knew it. Well, you've done a, a heck of a job. And uh, you did so quietly. You didn't make a big issue out of it. You just did it, which is kind of good. You know, a lot of people try to make a, a show out of it, and uh, we just did mm-hmm. it, which is yeah, kind of you amazing. You do what you got to do, and uh, you sit there, and that's it. And then when somebody goes, hey, what happened to you? I said, well, I started eating right and uh, changed. I don't know about you, but if we keep diet. talking about this, I'm going to have a sandwich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um we were talking about that movie, Leave the World Behind. You know, it's number one on Netflix right now. Well, you know, this is the thing. Even people who say negative things are talking about it, which make people watch it. You know, like we did. Yeah. We, we came out and said, well, I, you know, it's not a great movie. It's a lot of propaganda. And people never heard of Leave the World Behind before on Netflix. And all of a sudden, well, I got to see that, you know. And that's what's happened. It's number one. But do you know what's coming out in the springtime? Not too what? far from now? A motion picture called... Civil War. That's right. Civil War. I saw now, the. Does it have a right lean or a left oh, lean? Oh, listen, I saw the trailer. It was done by Hollywood, okay? Oh, well, uh, then there you go. So I, it, I saw the trailer. It has. Rewrite history. It has. The thing that's scary about what they can do nowadays is with computer animation and graphics, they can make anything blow up, they can make anything uh, catch fire. Uh, a lot of it takes place in Washington, and a lot of familiar buildings are attacked. The White House is seen burning. The I saw the uh, Lincoln Memorial is uh, being destroyed through uh, 
the, the war that's going on. And there's one scene where a family it looks like a looks like a family. They go up to a a soldier. A soldier approaches them, said, "Who are you? And what are you doing here?" And and they said, the guy says, uh, "Hey, listen, I'm an American." And this this guard says, "What kind of American?" That was one of the lines from the what kind of American, what type of American. And I thought, you know, this they're encouraging something. They're promoting something. They're getting us ready. They're, they're sof- softening the soil, you know. Uh, mm. we're, we're, we're being made to almost uh, expect something like this. We have, we have this movie, Leave the World Behind, and the premise is— They're setting up the narrative is what they're and wh- doing. And how did it end, Bill? Leave the world behind ends with civil war. You see the bomb go off in the city, yeah. and the civil war is going. In. Now the next movie coming out is civil war, almost like it's a sequel to the first one. And yeah. um, well, I can tell you how it will go. I mean, if if that movie and they were just depicting one town and New York City, so war starts. Well, who's to say that war doesn't start in L.A., start in Chicago, start in New Orleans, Miami, all the major metropolitan places. And yes, little towns like Boise, Idaho and Fresno, California. And, uh, you know, well, San Diego got a big Navy base here. Imagine the havoc that they could do do there. Uh, they might do it in Worcester, Massachusetts, Virginia, Newport, Rhode Island. All these places have naval bases. Um, no, you're right. Fargo, North Dakota. You know, I mean, if civil war breaks out, it doesn't break out in one place. It will break out all at once in multiple places and there's no way to stop it. Question. Um, do you believe if there's a civil war that it's going to be made to look like it's the right that started it? Yeah, because they're already softening the blow to that. I've seen some stories. I didn't I didn't focus in on it, but basically there was one article today that I was looking at and I said, I gotta read that some more. But they talked about the far right and what they were trying to paint the picture of is you know, the, the history and the role of the extreme left has been the norm for years, but it's the far right that are the extremists. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. All right, so this, this socialistic, communistic left factor, they were talking about the electors. And, you know, you go by the, the protocol of certain things where, you know, the far right electors, are, and I'm like, going, are we doing this crapola again? Well, you know, they're trying to redefine and reshape people that are conservative, people that are Christian, people that have the, the wholesome American values are extremists. There are a whole bunch of people, a lot of people who believe, including a representative, and I can't think of which one it is, but who uh, was pointing out the ghost buses uh, that were at January 6th. They have pictures of them now. Uh, These are the buses that arrived with protesters on them. I'm talking about maybe 25 buses, 30 buses, Mm -hmm. and they were all dressed in Trump outfits, but they weren't Trump people. And uh, they were inserted into the situation to create turmoil. Do you know? 
And first of all, hey, you know what? What I don't understand is how these guys, what are they getting to do this? I mean, I'm talking about the participants. Are they so unpatriotic that they can be told, uh, we want you to, to disguise yourself and to, to cause, are these like Antifa people? Are they anarchists who are just trying to, call, uh, uh, a lot of people think they're federal agents. But would a federal agent do this in his career? Would a federal agent go undercover as a protester in a crowd and cause turmoil? I mean, you tell me. It just doesn't seem like anything that uh, that somebody who is in law enforcement would get involved with. But I say that, but then I look at what the law enforcement is allowing to happen with our borders and with the terrorists coming in. They're going after they're going after Catholics who believe in pro-life, arresting them. They're going after grand grandparents who were were at January sixth, who were you know walking around with their little flags and acting like tourists, but they were there. They're arresting them and they're putting them in prison, but they're not going after what I consider to be the real villains in our society. So I don't, I, I, it, it is confusing. I think I'm, I'm afraid that, uh, over the course of this year, I'm, I mean, between now and election time, we are going to see all hell break loose. We're going to see turmoil like you would not believe. Are they going to release it all at once, or are they already releasing it slowly but surely? And all of a sudden you're going to realize you're up to your neck and, in foul water. Well, th- that's a good question. I do think that... Uh, Are we it, like a frog in yeah. boiling in a pot of water? Initially, I think that's how it's going to be. Initially, they're going to take our rights away slow, so slowly that we don't realize we're having our rights lost until well, they're you know, gone. Go to the uh, the birth control thing of, you know, well, hey, you know, you could take a baby's life at any time. You know, I always was of the belief that there were two guarantees in life. You know, the fact that you're born and that you will die. Mm-hmm. The in-between, that is up to you to define with what you have to work with. You know, you can make, you can make a bright future. For the most part, you can do that. So the only, the only things that were clearly defined was you were born. That's a, that's a right that nobody can touch. And that you would die. Nobody knows when or where or how, but it will happen. Mm-hmm. And now... That birthright is taken away and in, in controlled. There is, there is, there is no divine uh, reason to be anymore. There's no guarantee. Uh, there's no guarantee yeah. that you're going to be born anymore. So, although if I you're alive you now, you're damn lucky because uh, a future president, a future leader on the left, a future leader on the right, they may never get here because we're going to stop that bus before it gets here. You know, I heard an interesting. Uh, statistic over the weekend about life though i heard after that roe versus wade was dropped in mm-hmm. in the state of texas where they had had thousands tens of thousands of abortions uh, over this past year i think they had like 54 the figure was it was mind boggling the mm-hmm. the difference between how many people how many babies died under roe versus wade the law being in place and and after the law was repealed. I thought that was amazing. Now, uh, the figures may not be exact. You can check on that, but they are drastic. So much so that I, you know. It, well, I got to believe there's, a, you know, even with it being legal, 
there's probably a lot of illegal abortions because the shame, the scarlet letter, you know, they don't want to be identified as taking the life of an unborn child, no matter what. And that means you got a soul and you got a conscience and you are betraying yourself if you do that. Um, I do think that I do think that they're doing an interesting thing right now. You probably have seen that, but there, there's actually an organization out there doing this. That's every young expectant mother is given the opportunity to see an ultrasound. I guess that wasn't always the case before they mm -hmm. make a decision. And apparently, when many young mothers see what's actually going on in their own bodies, and they they realize that it's just it's it's not some obscure thing that they can't put a, a face to when they see the ultrasound, they actually see the life that's, that they're carrying the magical life that they're carrying. And it changes a lot of their minds, a lot of young ladies minds, uh, not all of them, but more than you can imagine so much so that there's organizations out there and I can't think of the names. I think uh, Glenn Beck is involved with one. Uh, I could be, I could be wrong. Um, but, and if I find out, I will, I'll pass it along to you. Um, so anyway, I, I think that we're going to have a hell of a year, Bill. I think this is going to mm -hmm. be, uh, a, a tough year. They can, I think that the left is starting to realize that Trump is unstoppable. I, I do. And I, you may say, oh, come on. No, he's beating DeSantis by 50 points. He's crushing Nikki Haley, no matter how much support Which they give them. Which is why the left media, they know that they, they can't stop him. If they can't stop him with court or his motorcade right. pulls a Biden motorcade. Oh, uh, we got to talk about that. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. They're going to sit there and do whatever they can to stop him or take him out. Uh, but they also fear that he's going to be running. So the only thing that they can do is distract from him. That's why Nikki Haley's getting all this airtime. That's why... Uh, Letitia uh, James is, people are talking about Letitia James but that's yeah. why these cases they're distractions yeah it's all distractions but I think the American public is on to it because you know I was out and about you know I'm well I'm out and about all the time and I was somewhere and all of a sudden I'm standing in line and they don't know me from Shinola yeah you know I mean uh, Bill Knight's not even my real name not going to go into it but Bill Knight's just a radio gnome there so when I'm out unless somebody sees a picture and they happen to know, you know, me from my old radio days, which yeah. are way in the past, or now you just don't know. I'm, I blend into the crowd. So it's always interesting to sit there and, and hear the conversations that are going on. And then you chime in like a normal Joe. And I got to tell you, Democrats and Republicans alike, are fed up. They see what's going on yeah. and they see the lies yep. and the left needs to know that America's on to them. And the left people need to know that you're a target. The simple fact that you see what's going on and you see the demon that's behind the curtain and you know, it's face now, that demons can't, yeah, can't you allow know, you. How can, how can Trump go out as he does? I mean, all the time in front of, crowds of tens of thousands of people um he's fearless you know every time well, he steps on a stage he's got to be a target yeah but he's he i think in his mind it's a have to and i kind of understand that for other reasons 
It's something he has to do, he's driven to do, and he realizes that he's out there. He could be shot and maimed and, and, and be an invalid for life, mm -hmm. a long, miserable life. He could be shot and killed, which if you're going to end, may as well go and go quick. And, um, wow. you know, all of those things could happen to him, but he knows that if he doesn't, it, now I know if it happens to him, that would be a stop breaking point, uh, I think, in American society to where the civil war they're worried about might just happen. And maybe they're planning for that. Maybe the only way to change everything is to blow it all up. Well, um, including our leader. We got to tell you, something strange happened over the weekend. You pointed this out to me. I, I didn't see it until just before the show. But apparently Biden's motorcade was involved in some kind of a traffic accident. Uh, yeah, some car hit w w a car in their motorcade or some sort, and then they identified the guy with his hands up. And I could see where, you know, maybe an accident would happen. Maybe this guy didn't know. Um, and, you know, the motorcade. Doo -doo 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 -doo. But then the, you you bring up the pictures. Yeah, here's what, here's and, what it says, a silver copper a uh, sedan, a silver copper sedan. That does that seems like a, a silver copper sedan. Well, they're probably talking about gold rims. Let's just uh, be anyway, clear about that. A silver copper sedan uh, collided forcefully into a parked SUV belonging to Joe Biden's motorcade. The collision occurred moments after Joe Biden and Joe Biden exited a building where he was concluding a visit to his campaign headquarters in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, but mm -hmm. here's the interesting thing that Bill and I uh, uh, got some questions about. Uh, we saw the picture. The picture, Joe is seen outside of the motorcade, standing around, looking at uh, the scene. And I thought, yeah. I said to Bill, wait a second. He's the president of the United States. He would the never leave the, the safety of that automobile never. or security. He just had a car and, run into one of his vehicles, which is an act of violence, you know, whether accidentally or intentionally. They don't know. If you find the picture, it's either Joe or Joe lookalike. Maybe a little bit, you know, yeah, five or six year younger Joe, but it's it's same height, same build, same demeanor. And then I liked it. I said, oh, yeah, I've seen Joe at a public appearance before without watch, you know? Oh yes. That's that pinstripe shirt that he likes to wear the blue and white one, you know? Yeah. I know that shirt. I it might be an arrow or something like, yeah. I don't know what make it is, but I've seen the shirt. I had one like it once, mm -hmm. but you know, I said, okay, all the, and you know, chin line face, everything that's Joe and the ball cap he had on. And then, you know what, but it also caught my attention. You know, you said, well, it might be a phone, but you can't really tell. But it looks like he's holding a gun or something <laughs> that does. is a gun with a trigger finger. And I'm like going, hey, Joe, what you doing with that gun in your hand? It, you can't <laughs> tell. So the nattering nabobs of negativism will sit there and go, that wasn't a gun. He was holding two phones. Well, then that's three questions. Why was he out of the security of the Secret Service? Yes. Why was he sitting there with a phone in his hand? He's the president by God of the United States. He doesn't need to have that phone, let alone two of them in his hands, unless yeah. one of them is a secret burner phone, and he holds it in a strange way where he kind of holds it with his hand cocked back and a finger going totally under like it's going through a trigger. Now, I don't know. 
Why wouldn't the phones but I'm be just in saying his, the whole why, picture was you know, weird? Why wouldn't the phones be in his jacket? He's wearing a jacket. Why wouldn't the phones be in his pocket? But you know, well, it doesn't really look a hundred percent like Joe. And again, I folks. Well, is he, is that is a is he a decoy? And again, if he's he, the president or even a decoy, he, you don't get out of the car. You don't get out of the protection, like Bill said, of the car. The car is sealed for his protection. If he's the president, he can't get out and stroll around the scene to see what's going on, I would think, unless he's so difficult to handle. Well, there was a person about 10 feet behind him, turned around, looking the other way. It was a woman, a little bit chunky, and she had either a bag or something in her left hand looking casual. Now, that bag could have been anything. It could have been forensic stuff or everything. Maybe, now, they there were a lot of giveaways in this picture, yeah. a lot of things that you don't understand. Why was Joe away from the Secret Service? Was this guy a decoy that tells anybody that, okay, so when we go after the president, here's, here's, how they, here's how they line up and form and what they do, and that guy's a distraction, so Joe is tucked off another way. Trust me. There was something wrong with this whole story. The biggest thing, in my opinion, is the fact that he got out of the car and he's standing around looking at the scene like he's uh, uh, like he's an ordinary person. And he's he's the most protected person in our country, supposedly. And I would think, and I'm not a Secret Service agent, I'll be interested in hearing what uh, Dan Bongino has to say about this. Today well, maybe he was never in the car to begin with. Well, maybe he wasn't. Who knows? Maybe, maybe this is maybe, the guy that and was maybe in the, the car. Pre- maybe the president was still in the car, for all we know. Was still in the car or never got in the car. The whole motorcade was a decoy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it could be. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but there was a lot of questions that you have. And, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, anything more I say just makes me an idiot, which I do that pretty well on my own. <laughs> hey, you know what's interesting? Tell me. I also, another thing I, I read about this morning, apparently, our military is at the lowest uh, oh, yeah. size uh, it's it's ever. Oh, I guess it last like eighty years. Eighty years yeah. is what it's been. Yeah, we've never had less people in there, and uh, you know, I mean, I, we got some pretty sophisticated stuff, but you know, you actually need physical manpower. We can't automate our military. Yeah. Well, I guess we could, but we still need people and. What happens if all this electronic hardware that we have all of a sudden is taken out of contention and we have to fight the old-fashioned way? And if they yeah. take away our guns and we're left to uh, a manless army or a woman, a personless army, uh, we're pretty well in trouble. Yeah. Well, did you see a story last week that said... Uh, Stay away from the, the, the hot sauces, the jalapenos and stuff like well, that. Well, it's funny you should say that, Bill. I think I know where you're going with this. I think it has something to do with the border. Am I right? Yeah, a truck that was uh, illegally crossing the border yes. had vats of jalapeno paste. The big, you got to watch that hot barrels. sauce. <laughs> yeah, big barrels that were laced with the cocaine. They they mix it in there so they can extract it or uh-huh. or... You know, one of the things that they want to do when they get somebody addicted is they find a way to feed it to you. 
So all I'm saying is, if it was coming in in these big, I'm looking at one right now. So if you feel canisters. addicted to your local Mexican restaurant, maybe there's a reason for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I went out yesterday. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I stay away from a lot of foods, but I said, you know, I haven't had an, I haven't had my sin food in a while, so I went out and had an omelet. Uh huh. You know, and I loved the Dow's hot sauce. Omelet. Ooh. Now, oh, I, I can't the, do that. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I like the Tabasco. You know, yeah. Uh, but I like ghost peppers and habanero. And oh, the whole nine I don't yards. know how you do it. I, I get, I sweat hearing you talk about it. My gosh. Oh, trust me. It does. It, uh, <laughs> it does a great, a great thing on your whole system. I'm we'll sure it does. It yes. That. I, I know exactly where you're coming and going. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, either way I'm sitting there going now, if that's coming across and that one was caught. Yeah. How many uncots do they have? These are big barrels that that thing right there probably has the the stuff to make uh, four, five hundred, maybe a thousand. How do they separate anyone? I wonder how they separate the sauce from the the cocaine. There must be a way of doing it. They must have figured out a logical way, maybe via heat or something. Well, yeah, they maybe probably when, put something in it, chemical. It's, oh, it's, they it's cook all it? chemistry. It's, yeah. They cook it. Well, yeah. kind of like the, the, the meth dealers do, you know, they... They go and they get they get all kinds of things and they put them all together and they have a process that they do, and you're going, my God, they're using Coleman fuel and they're using sulfuric acid, and they're using all of this other, I think heat, yeah. uh, which you can't buy that anymore. I don't believe you. Maybe you can. I don't well, know. But it's, I'm it's sure sterno, right? Else. Sterno isn't heat sterno. The little, oh, are you talking about the is. little cans of stuff that... Uh... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about that little yellow bottle in blue. It says heat. You put it in your gas tank. Oh, okay. And it gets the water out of your tank. Oh, I've it's heard good, about that. You know, yeah, yeah, but that that's what they, they use it for something. I think STP used to make a version of that, too. It, it would... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, but, w- you know, a, a, an alchemist or a chemist will sit there and say, yeah, but when you put all this together, boom, now you've got the, the, the Chinese, the Hitler... Uh, and there's a lot of different ways to do it, but they they make you know the illegal drugs that they sell. But we could talk about this forever, Bill. Yeah. But we've we've gone over as we always Again? do. Again, you talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to contact us, our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Mail at itsanotherday.com, Jim and Bill at mail.com, and mail at Jim and Bill dot com. And I think that, I think we're out of the dot coms. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Hey, listen, if you don't believe us about that picture of Joe, go check it out yourself. It's online right now. Joe's motorcade involved in a, a traffic accident. You'll see hey, him standing Joe. outside. Yeah. What are you doing with that gun in your hand? <laughs> Thank you, Jimi Hendrix. Yep. yep. Uh, I guess with that, we can uh, we can tiptoe out of here. Uh, you can uh, give us our, our normal sign-off, if you would, Mr. Knight. Tiptoeing up. Yes. Hmm. As long as I don't have to wear a tutu <laughs> or go in the Senate chambers, I guess I can. Ah, oh, stop up. it, stop it, stop it. That's a visual. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com, 
It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>